I was coming from like playing poker professionally, playing at like five tables, six tables at a time, like at the same time. And then I stopped doing that and I got into trading. And in trading, you like need to be awake when the American market is open. And then be awake when the like European market is open and then be awake when another market is open, uh, Asian. And so uh, like it was as time consuming as playing poker. I wanted to do something that I could do remotely, but not as time consuming as what I was doing before. So trading didn't really work well for me because of that. But I was actually enjoying it much more than poker because in poker you play the odds. In poker, you, you need to play, like, according to certain uh, rules, you apply statistics, and the more games you play, if you, if you respect the ru those rules, the more games you play, the better odds you get. So you start winning, like, on a thousand games, you win, like, enough games to get an advantage. Um, but trading is actually more about your skills rather than statistics. I, statistics uh, are applied as well, but it's more about what you know, right? Well, it's mostly about your hat. It's a head game a little bit. It's a it's about understanding you yourself and how you uh, how you can adjust or adjust to, to trading to the trading setup system, you know? You have to you shouldn't be force yourself to just do uh, any trading. You should find the best setup that actually suits you, suits who you are. You Interesting. Know? So there is a lot of like self-psychology involved. Like you need to know Absolutely. yourself. How does that work? What's the difference in like, why do I need to know myself to be a better trader? I would say because That's an interesting question. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't realize. Like I thought it was everything was about like the stocks and the markets. But probably it's because like if I'm very impulsive, I'm gonna do make certain errors that I'm not supposed to do. Like is that the main issue? Uh, you you basically need to find the the mm, uh, the trading that actually suits you. So basically, it can be different type of traders it can be day trader it can be mm, position trader it can be swing trader uh, scalper uh, you can you is can scalper the same as day trader uh, basically you, you are only in position for seconds or maybe minute and what's so with the spread like I I because I was doing scalping mostly but the, the problem was that the the platform I was using the spread was so high that it didn't really work well, you were you were trading CFDs, so yes, so that's a problem. It's a little bit of a rip off. Yes. For <laughs> uh, What's the best for way to do scalping or day trading? Well, first you need to find your own broker. Okay. And open an account uh, with a with a good reputation broker and platform. It's. Uh, and and basic trade uh, uh, full full contracts as uh, futures or uh, stocks, but no CFD. Uh, no CFD. CFD is a derivative. 
Yeah, it's a derivative. Uh, what's the psychology for somebody who wants to uh, trade CFDs? Like um, people who are like adrenaline junkies, they, they might want to do day trading instead of like long-term investments, right? But wha- what's the type that fits CFDs? Um, well, CFD is probably for people who don't have enough money because it's cheap. Uh, you yeah. can uh, you can basically trade with uh, huge leverage. Um, so if you don't have enough money, you want to just like uh, give it a go and uh, just try, scratch the surface, go try CFD. So uh, it's an entry I level. I don't think it's a... It's a long. They they take a lot of money out of you because uh, the s- spread is so huge. Uh, yes. They dictate the price of of the stock. It's it's not the actual price. Yeah. They can actually make up the price for you. Oh, interesting. It's not the actual price. No, I didn't know that. I thought I thought it was the actual pli- price plus a higher spread because you can ma- you can get to trade like on uh, higher volumes with less money basically. So I figured if you have more uh, capital, if you, you c- if you can invest more, it's going to be better because you can get like exponentially more because of the high leverage. But actually, it's not good because of the spread. <laughs> yeah, with the I mean, with with the good capital, you obviously you buy a, f- a full share, one share. You don't buy a derivative of it. Yeah. As a as it's CFD. So what kind of trader are you? I actually trade, I'm a day trader and okay. I trade uh, in DICE, which is, uh, it's a DAX. 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 It's a, it's a in DICE of 30 uh, German blue chips. Okay. Which actually are packed in the one package and it represents uh, basically German economy. Okay. So you only focus on like German on ducks, yeah. This okay. is my market, and I. You don't. Um, it suits me. Fantastic. Wha- why does that suit you? Uh, so I was looking for an uh, instrument on in Eurex. Yes. So I, that's what the main objective. It has to be on Eurex, uh, because the difference in the time zone. It's a little bit uh, hard to trade on Globex, which is in New York. Yes. And. Uh, would need to wake up at midnight. Yeah, that's it not ideal. It starts at 1 a.m. right now. After uh, daylight saving would be eventually 11 a.m., but it's still too late for me. So Eurex was the only option. And uh, DAX is amazing because has really... Um, it's, it's volatile. It that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's volatile and has reasonable liquidity. Reasonable. Interesting. <coughs> so, w- what's um, what makes you be a day trader? What what are the aspects of your personality that reflect into that? The best part of uh, day trading is that I can really evolve. Uh, I can work on my mind. I can uh, really look through into myself and um, the it the trading require really be able to not not trying to change your thought or control them but uh, be 
flow with the thoughts. Yeah, let them let the thoughts uh, like observe them and let them go, and don't let them actually influence your training. Interesting. That's very 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 important, and uh, so I really like that process of myself learning. Uh, let the thoughts go because trading is only about emotions yes but <laughs> not only about your emotions also about emotions of, of others of others yes so how can you control that i can't control emotions of others i actually using emotions of others uh, to my advantage you need to read the emotion of others read and find the find the I'm uh, actually waiting for the best uh, time of in a in a trade, where is the right moment of emotions for me to actually enter the trade. Oh yeah, you need to be yeah. able to predict when everyone is gonna stop buying and start selling, or vice versa. Yes, and that 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 works well with uh, day trading. Wh what are the other uh, trading? Um, forms that you that you mentioned earlier. So there is day trading. So there is a day trading. Um, there is a position trading. What's that? Position trading that means you hold position for a long time. Could be weeks, months. Okay. So it's like medium so medium term. It's probably the longest term. Actually. Oh, the longest. So yeah. even years. Uh, years probably will be too long. Well, depends on the instrument. Of obviously, if you uh, if you buy shares, you, you it can be up to a year. Yeah, if you buy like Apple or Tesla. I mean, if I if I had Tesla, I would keep it like forever probably. Well, that's a little <laughs> bit different because that would outcall you an investor rather than trader. Oh <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's a difference. But as a trader, long term means like months. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. So and this and is position. Uh, that's a position trader. Uh, other would be swing trader. Um, What's that? That would be that. That would be type that you long you hold the position for uh, weeks. Okay. Week, two weeks, three weeks. Um, What's the difference with a position trader like? Just the fact that it's a little bit shorter. Is it? I think it's a different approach to trading. Firstly, uh, you use in different techniques uh, how to and different setups how to trade, and it's a time how long you actually hold the positions. Okay. What it's are the techniques and the systems that you use? Um, I use uh, order flow, which is very important part of my trading system, which is which is basically a footprint that you see the volume inside on an exchange, how much of the volume actually is flowing through the auction. Okay, so you you don't care more about the value of the stock itself and more about the volume? Uh, no, I definitely care about about both. Wha wha what's it's more important? Uh, both are the same important. You taking, uh, you basically using all the, the entire context of the market. Uh, you need to read uh, all the data 
and assess whether it's the right moment for you to enter the trade or not. So basically the volume is the amount of money that is being negotiated like on on that position on that on that uh, stock, right? Volume is actually the amount of trades that actually are being are being um, paired at that moment. Okay. So what does it mean if there is a high volume but the price is dropping? And the price is dropping? Yes. Means that everyone is selling? Um, that means that uh, there are many sellers uh, selling right now. The vo- volume can be high when up is go- uh, the price is going up and at the same time when the price is going down. It's... Uh, it's for example me. Uh, I'm waiting for the moment when the volume actually disappears. Okay, how at does that work? At <laughs> Why do you wait for that? Give <laughs> me some secrets. And <laughs> <laughs> end of the day, I'm gonna reveal all entire my setup. <laughs> <laughs> w- what happens when the volume is low? It means that nobody is negotiating on that on that stock. So I particularly waiting for. I have. Uh, before every trading day, I have a bit of a preparation. So I look uh, on my levels, on where are the support, uh, possible support and resistance could be. Um, all the all the levels where actually there is a high chance that the price can uh, reverse, stop, or there can be a bit of a consolidation. And uh, once that price actually reached that level, I actually uh, I focus, and now I'm waiting uh, to actually uh, get all my signals. Uh, the all data has to actually meet my criteria, and if they do, I enter the trade. And uh, coming back to the volume question mm. is that actually. Uh, for example, if I want to go short and I'm at a certain price and uh, the buyers actually uh, are all absorbed at that uh, level and all of a sudden they all give up and the volume actually goes goes down. I just understood that, uh, okay, they all g- uh, give up, they, uh, they were all absorbed and for me is to uh, go and uh, sell. Interesting. Short. Interesting. So what? Um, <laughs> okay. What's a good advice for somebody who wants to start trading? Should I? Is there a? Is there a better way of trading that suits a beginner? Like, for instance, CFD. But besides that, like, for a beginner, is it better to do like a position or a day trading or w- what do you think? Position trading uh, d- is definitely not suitable for beginners because it requires a good, good capital to have okay. on your on your account. Um, and experience, I, I guess. And experience, uh, I would say start is best start for uh, who would be interested uh, in in trading would be go, go to do um, read the books, uh, do a seminar, of course and choose one setup, one particular setup, uh, because 
at that time it's really hard to understand what suits your personality. So at least try one. Uh, make yourself a trading plan. It's very important. And and now you have to you have to say it, tell yourself, listen, for the next five months I'm gonna follow this uh, trading plan and as as best as possible without actually pivot out of uh, out of uh, out of that setup and just really trying to follow uh, your criteria you know and don't don't go off the plan so you need to commit to your plan and then yes. study what happened after the five months has passed yep and and and, and after that you assess if you've been doing well or not and then you can potentially change yes and now i'm not talking about money if whether you are in profit or not oh. but i'm talking about whether you were able to follow your plan <laughs> 100% 90% or only 50% because this is the most important so what if like let's say i start i start today in 5 months i manage to follow my plan precisely but I'm down like $100,000. What does that mean? <laughs> well, firstly, you shouldn't be down by $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> what went wrong there? Uh, secondly, it's probably something's wrong with your setup. If you were able to really honestly fo uh, follow your plan 90%, then uh, your setup is wrong and you should reassess and uh, find something what uh, would work you and before you do that you should uh, firstly test it you should you should do vigorous tests and what's the testing I'd process well testing process actually is you don't even need to start trading from today to actually start uh, and that actually brings me back to your question for the beginners that they should actually paper trade for a little while oh, simulation simulation nice uh, give yourself some amount of time and just trade as you would do with real money only follow the plan and everything as it is live just with a simulated account you say like okay today i would have done this and then you you go like oh if i've done it i would have got like this much uh, yep. gain or loss interesting interesting it, it could be a little bit frustrating if you if you do that and then you 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 stumble upon some sort of like bubble or something like GameStop for instance like oh I would have invested in GameStop but I uh, was actually simulating it and then I missed out on that like it, it could be a little bit tricky it's like uh, it's let's pretend that I'm playing Lotto and then my numbers are out there and I'm like fuck I should have played it for real <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean it, it's good to run simulation tests and uh, how much news affect trading like do you actually listen to the news and see what's going on in the what's your source of information for trading um so there's a website called forexfactory.com yes. and every day before i start i look up the website and i check uh what news actually are released that day what because they could be uh, uh many many important uh, news that actually can actually move the market and at that time i don't actually i don't trade at all 
oh. or I don't try, let's say, fif definitely 15 minutes before the news and another half an hour after, after it settles. Interesting. So let's say you, you, you realize like the CEO of this company just got arrested, for instance. Then you don't invest, you don't trade on that company's stocks because the price might go like crazy. Like you don't know what's going to happen or you use that information at your advantage thinking, okay, maybe the price is going to drop. So that's actually a good window to invest. I, do, I strictly don't use any fundamental news uh, as a, a guide for me to enter the trade or not. Uh, I only use it as to avoid trading. I, so I know when, when to avoid. Uh, but it, uh, one news like CEO is being, are being, or there is some like, uh, it gets arrested or something like arrested. tragic. It, yeah. it doesn't really influence that much uh, of the my market because there is, uh, as I said, there is 30 uh, blue chips of Germany and one wouldn't affect that much. Oh, uh, I the market. I so so yeah. it's like an index. It's index, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I yep. indexes are more, uh, I don't know, for, for instance, what, what's going on with the market right now? I, I'm, um, I'm a very passive investor at the moment. I'm not trading, I'm just investing on an index fund, uh, which is mostly American uh, stocks, and everything is just going like crazy low, like since the past couple of weeks. Is there anything that I'm not aware of? I'm not doing anything anyway, I'm just waiting for this to go up again at some point, but... I'm curious what the reason is. Well, Probably I'm aware of that many other instruments are going vigorously up <laughs> <laughs> as some of the cryptocurrencies or oh, yes. uh, Tesla or uh, Amazon. Uh, How long do I you hold Tesla for? Um, well, I never hold I was never a hold of, of Tesla shares before. Okay. Uh, you just got it recently? No, I was. Oh, still I was don't have I'm it. just saying an example. I, I oh. never actually. Uh, so I I trade only only DAX. Only DAX. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was tempted yeah. to get some Tesla stocks. As as I said, this is again a uh, bit of investing rather than trading. Yes. Yes. I don't think I I'm 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 the right person that could be a trader. It takes too much Why do you time. Think? It takes too much time. H how do you find the time? Because you have other interests, right? So this is one of the main reasons why I'm doing this. Because <laughs> I want to gain time in my life. I have three, three, my three very important priorities in my life. And one of them is time. And what are the other two? <laughs> it's, uh, it's health, time and love. Makes sense. Makes sense. I have a theory about this, but we can talk about that later. Okay, so time is your priority. And how does trading help achieving that? Um, um, I trade only two and a half hours a day. Oh, that's surpri surprisingly short. So 
uh, in a post of eight hours shift a day, it's it's exactly what I want. And that's enough for you to make a decent like income? Yes, absolutely. Or okay. even more than decent. <laughs> 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 okay, we need to talk more. You need to teach me some, some more secrets. Okay. Um, two hours and a half a day as a rule. Like you never go less or higher than that. I go less. I never go over. Interesting. Interesting. And you, you, like you had this pipeline since the day you started or is something that yes. you, Oh, I have, a I s made, made my own rules. I set up my plan. Uh, so I'm, I'm strictly disciplined in following the plan as it is written in my, in my basically on my sheets. Interesting. Uh, it reminds me of when I was doing poker and I, I was reading a lot of... So I went on the same journey that you did about trading with poker. At the time, there were no online platforms uh, to teach you poker. Uh, so there were a lot of books from like world champions and stuff and they were teaching techniques and tactics. Uh, online poker is very different than live poker because live poker, you play more on the psychology. Like you, you look for tales, people that might have some sort of like way of like with... Um, uh, non-verbal uh, if they show some behavior or some I it's a lot about like understanding the person but when you play on um, online it's it's all about like numbers because there is actually like just an avatar and you cannot uh, play on tails and I was out of all of these books that I was reading I created my own sheets with stats with I had all case scenarios possible like if this happens at this point of the game with these stacks and with these like many players left and I have these cards I'm going to do this action and there was an option for all the possible combination it was like a book basically of of all the possible combinations um and I was strictly sticking to this guidebook and at some point, I even created a bot that was operating on this criteria. And the bot was playing by itself. And that was generating some uh, very decent profit to the point that at some point it got blocked by the platform I was playing on because they could detect that it was like an automated uh, system. But until then, it was working very well. And when I applied those, at the time, when I was applying those rules playing manually, it, it was actually working all the time. Um, so this is something very similar to what you're doing. Like you have your technique and, 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 and your sheet of instruction and you stick to, to that uh, pipeline strictly and it proves to be worth it. I, wor just, su worth I it. just summarize it. I think if you want to be, if you, if you, if you want to do something right and you are serious about what you do, you need to have a plan. Yes. Personally. In life, in general. And secondly, <laughs> you need to follow it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Otherwise, it won't work. You said something very interesting before. Uh, priorities in life. Time, health, and love. How does that work? Like, w how did you come up with these three things? Wow. That's a good question. Where was the first spark of... I think it, it kind of evolved as I was growing up, as I was maturing and just getting older. How old are uh, you? You look young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 36. Ah, okay, okay. 
I believe so. <laughs> it's hard to remember. It's changing every year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a state of mind anyway. It doesn't mean... Um, so, and yes. Uh, just I, as I was growing up, uh, I kind of like grasped uh, some ideas of life and kind of evolved into three very important very important or priorities that I want to follow and I think it's actually um, makes sense to follow and are important for me. Interesting. I had, mm. I had a, at some point in my life, I can't remember when, I developed a similar theory. Um, I was completely out of control in my mind. Like I had, I was drifting like with no direction whatsoever. And then I realized that I had, I didn't have certain things that, uh, I came to the realization that they were the important things. And th there are three as well. But in my case, it was more of a vague concept. Um, one is, and, and, and in my idea was that those three priorities were connected to primordial needs of all humans. So... Or, or um, creatures in general, not just humans. Uh, one is safety, uh, meaning that you want to be in an environment that you can call home and you feel secure while you're there. So to me, that translated into living in a place or a city or a country where I could uh, feel home. So like, was b basically location. Like I want to be in a place I enjoy being there. And the other one was love or affection of um, any sort of like meaningful connection with the people that surround me. And the third one was being able to survive in the sense that like in the past could have been uh, like if we're talking like prehistory, could have been so many things, but now it translates to money, basically, like because everything we do is a negotiation that, uh, like, always ends up on money. So I if you have enough to sustain yourself and your family, so I think in my case was um, location, money, and uh, relationships. But time is something that I didn't think about, and time is very important. Uh, and since I moved to Australia. I realized how I, I always been aware that time is something important, but I didn't realize how I was neglecting it because I was working all the time. I always been working all the time for my entire life and I was never allowing myself to enjoy time and to save time for myself. And here everything work, uh, works on a different pace compared to Europe or America or any other place. And I'm actually starting to appreciate how time is important. How do you spend your free time, your Martin time? My Martin time. Yeah, um, that's what I was trying to say, that actually uh, time is more important than money. It's Absolutely. If you have a lot of money and uh, uh, you don't have enough time to spend them or spend uh, time with your family, what for other money? Yes, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So... Uh, how I spend my free time, I think 
well or not, I think I, most of the time I spend by climbing, which is my very, very strong passion. Cheers and to my that. life. <laughs> Cheers to climbing. This setup doesn't work because it's now super far to cheer. But uh, b before it was better. We need to find a new arrangement here. <laughs> climbing. So yeah, climbing is very important in my life. It's such a strong passion and it's, um, it's something I will never actually give up. Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, and climbing, like trading, has a lot of different variations, let's say. Like there's um, bouldering, uh, uh, lead climbing and trad climbing and uh, I don't know deep water so like there's so many so many op so many yeah exactly but there is also many things that it has in common which is yeah. uh, mind game yes psychology that's that has it's a that's the probably the uh, the most uh that's the part that actually attracts me the most of for climbing and uh, trading that actually you can you have to play with your mind interesting you have, you have to work on your mind as you climb as you trade when you climb you have to switch off you can't think of anything it actually doesn't allow you to think anymore yes and if you do that's when you get uh, injured. <laughs> I was climbing when I was in a very bad mind, mind place. And that was just the worst thing that I could have done. And I started getting injured all the time because like my mind was not there. You need to, you need to forget about, it's like meditation or yoga. Like you need to lock in, like, lo like lock out all the external inputs and just focus on, it's like a purification for your brain in a way. Exactly, correct. <laughs> It climbing flushes out all the negative energy in, in negative thoughts. If you are in trouble, you're not really in a great state. You having uh, problems in your life, anything. Uh, you can go meditate. You can do many other things. But if you go climbing, it's guaranteed gonna go away for that moment when you're on the wall and then you're there. You really need to focus. Absolutely you all the worries go away i have two That's things perfect. that give me this effect climbing and jujitsu i don't know if you have oh. done any martial arts it no i didn't it's a, it for me it's these two things equally like i could not live without the one or the other because they saved my mental health on so many occasions um why the the psychology of climbing is interesting because to me I mostly do bouldering because I like the idea that I need to engage my brain more to solve the boulder problem. Whether I if I do um, lead climbing, for instance, I know that it's simplistic, but in a way, I just need to go up. Like, I know that there is a lot into that, and it's, it, it's, it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of mind game but it's not to me as engaging as having to figure out like the best possible solution of like how to get to that to the top of it what how does it work for you like how what do you find in in lead climbing and in because you specialize most in in trad climbing right i would say both i'm kind of versatile i like to be all around climber 
to be honest. Uh, so, so mostly trad and lead or? Sp- sport climbing sport and trad climb. climbing. Okay. Yes. W- how, why do you find the, those like the, the best for you? Uh, because you always start in the bottom and end up at the top. <laughs> yes. In, <laughs> in oppose of bouldering, for example, I don't boulder because you just don't reach the top. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, it's a completely different exercise. Sometimes some boulder problems, they start at the top and finish at the bottom. Like <laughs> yes, it can happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more about flexibility of like, I don't know, there is no, no need to, to reach the top in bouldering. It's more about ability to use your body in the most efficient way to do the moves. To do the moves, yes. W- so it's more like an exercise rather than like there is no use in. Uh, it doesn't get you somewhere. Well, rock climbing, like that's that's the important ingredient I, I really missing when bouldering. Yes. So that's why bouldering is only training for me. Yes, but I'm I'm sure, and and that's something that I agree. Uh, I, I I'm sure that you find bouldering useful when the higher grades you climb the more the movements become like similar to bouldering but on a much higher <laughs> level right yeah 50 meters above the ground yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so i am I'm, I'm happy to do my my crazy movements when i'm like two meters above the ground but it takes an extra level of uh not craziness but confidence at least to do the same crazy things when you're that that high, even if you have a rope, have you ever done any solo? I very rarely. I'm not really fan of uh, free soloing, because as you remember, one of my priority is health, which <laughs> is <Yeah>. safety <laughs> and s- and keep yourself alive. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, free soloing is, from my point of view, there there and. You just uh, sometimes you it doesn't need to be your fault. It can you you basically it goes beyond uh, things that you can influence. I mean, I'm trying to say that when you climb and uh, rock breaks, it's yes. you did everything right, but you can't control it's the rock. It's outside of your control. Yeah, and you are you are basically die and a lot of uh, famous uh, very expert um, experienced uh, rock climbers uh, who, who, who they've done free soloing for their whole life and they were perfect technically perfect most of them like died in crazy accidents where just a rock just like <coughs> and, and how can you predict that yeah it's but they find something in that as well I think to them it's worth it I think to take that risk there's one very famous uh, free soul climber. His name is Alex Honnold, yeah. and he says he can't live without it. It's 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 ev- exactly what suits him. As but he has a whole philosophy around uh, yes. free soloing, yeah. and um, yeah. Have you watched the movie? I have. It's amazing movie. It's one of the best <laughs> climbing movie I've seen. Yes, there is a very cool documentary as well called. Um, Valley Uprising or Uprising Valley or something like that? Valley Uprising, yes. It's very good. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I love that one. Uh, it tells you the story of uh, rock climbing from the very early days. 
how did you start climbing? I always wanted to be a climber. I remember when I was a when I was child and I was dreaming of of climbing. There are two Czech movies that are has a climbing as a topic. It's uh, more of a movie for for children, but uh, it's there, and that was maybe the first seat. Uh, I never actually come across uh, any community, any people that actually climb, and that's why I never started until I got here to Australia. How long have you been climbing for? Because I I remember you're pretty good. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've been climbing only. Six, seven years. Okay, six, okay. Years. More long. than me, more than me, way more than me. <laughs> I'm still beginner. <laughs> we all are. I think we all are still beginners in the sense that we can always keep learning, regardless how long we've been doing something for. The learning never ends. And it shouldn't. It, yes. It shouldn't. And applies to trading as well and to everything in life. So you were watching these films and they inspired you to become a climber? Uh, originally, yes. Yes. And why you never started until you came to Australia? Um, so I didn't come across any community of climbers. And if it's quite hard if you don't know any friends, any people. Uh, Martin, we're going climbing, you want to try this? Or yeah. you would like to, but you don't know where to start, who to contact. You need a know community. Where to get the gear, what's the technique, how to, how to do this, actually. Yeah. I, can, I can imagine I can climb the rock, but uh, regarding safety and uh, yeah. all the techniques involved. You need to, involved. To, to do a class or uh, join a gym or a group of people. Well, in the end of the day, actually, I never done any class. I just watched <laughs> YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best. Uh, yeah, but I had my mate who actually I climbed w- uh, started climbing with and and because we d- did it together, it went easily and s- smooth because we can we could check on each other. And I think that uh, plays a role in your uh, second priority. So time, your job gives you plenty of free time and health your uh, passion climbing gives you good health because it's like probably the healthiest sport that anyone can do like for the body it's just fantastic sometimes joint problems and tendinitis but <laughs> that's like it depends on what you do but w- what about the third aspect of your uh, list of priorities relationships love love how's that going um it's a sensitive topic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think if you have... It's in process. (laughs) That's good. That's very good. I think if you have a list, two of them... uh, As I said, I had a list of like three things in my life. And when I realized that, I had none of them. So I really felt out of balance. But as soon as you have a list one, then you can you can find your balance and work on the rest. Once you have two, the third, it's more likely to come, I think. Or you can work on it much better. Like, y- y- you need a starting point on everything. You mentioned before we went live that one of your other passions is photography. So you're a photographer? As a hobby, yes. 
I never actually done, I have, but I haven't done much as a professional photographer, I mean, to getting paid for photo itself. Uh, but I always love take photos of my my life of my of the moments uh, I've been into uh, of people well. around me some videos as well it's uh, somewhat comes to to that love and time that I really want to document these moments and save them forever so I can always come back and just... Uh, you do it for yourself or to share it with others? Just or both? For myself and to share with others, it uh, wouldn't be satisfying enough to have it only f for myself and keep it stored somewhere in a computer. I know. It's always better when uh, you take photos of others and, and, and they like them, you like them and you share with the uh, with people who were actually uh, at that moment interesting you know. is there any what kind of photography you specialize on like you do nature or uh, just people or not at all absolutely i only take photos of people i kind of don't like uh, taking photos of landscapes because you come and uh, you you before you even press the button you already know that there were hundred uh, photographers before trying to take the same, the same photo. picture i know i know that's why i prefer much better w if i do landscape i like to have some human component in the landscape so something that tells that there is a story behind the picture or an action or something more meaningful than just like a nice scenery that's yep. just a postcard it's, it's a bit boring but at the same time something that i really like because it's uh, rare and unique is um animal photography because it teaches you how you need to be patient like you need to stay quiet and waiting l l like a sniper in a way like but you need to wait for the perfect moment and just wait for the animal to to pass in front of you and and that's never gonna happen again ever in the same way so there's something romantic about it i think and and unique but yeah people as well like you always have a new emotions when yes. taking photos of people. Have you ever watched the movie um, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? No, no, I haven't. It's, uh, it's a bit... Kio, what do you think about this film? It was, it was good. Like, I liked the emotion of it, like how he goes through, you know? Like I, I think for a Ben Stiller... In Iceland, oh my gosh. Yes. I think for a Ben Stiller film is like a bo I, I like Ben Stiller. Uh, that's that's not um, probably not a very common. Uh, <laughs> I don't know many people who like Ben Stiller. Let's say that. But I do like Ben Stiller. But that film from Ben Stiller, I think it's way above average for what it is. Hundred uh, percent. Yes. And there's a lot about emotions and photography and Iceland, which is a land that I love. Uh, have you ever been to Iceland? No. No. Uh, what wh where is the best place where you have been climbing? I started in Australia, and so far is the only country I've climbed into. Cool. Uh, when you but I go back to Czech Republic, I've you don't climb. I've been to many places within Australia to climb, and th that's the most funny thing. Actually, 
when I meet Australians uh, and I say I am I when I when I see they see that I climb and I'm from Czech they always like oh my god you are from Czech they are crazy you are they use these only nuts uh, nuts uh, the nuts that you use in the crack uh, instead of uh, passive protection like oh. cams and and yeah. nu uh, nuts uh, this is crazy you are like but uh, I always say, yeah, but I never climbed in Czech. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any good, good mountains in Czech Republic? Uh, there are hills, not mountains. Uh, I don't think climbing is that great. There are like that area where they use these nuts. Uh, nuts. Uh, nuts. Basically, yeah. it's you take a piece of rope and you create that... Uh, not out of it and then use it as a protection interesting which is crazy i never use i never tried this and i don't think can, can we look up a picture of that just knots for climbing in czech republic, <laughs> in yes. czech republic. <laughs> i think i don't know some uh, one day uh, andrea um uh, showed me how to anchor myself um using the uh, how do you call the ring v Quick draws, yes. That's 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 exactly one. Yeah. H how so how safe is that? <laughs> like, I, I mean, rope. It's questionable. <laughs> it's questionable. So if if they do it and they survive, it it must be safe. But the rope is kind well, of Well, rule flexible. number one is to don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and if you do, then pray to God. Yeah. <laughs> Are you religious? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just curious. So yeah, w w when Andrea taught me how to use um, quick draws instead of um, sling to anchor myself to do the maneuver at the top, I, I, I figured like, oh, this makes sense. But why nobody has ever taught me that before? Like, it doesn't feel quite as safe as the normal like uh, technique. And and this is even crazier. <laughs> Yeah, this is your rack, and you you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Looks like just your grandma made it just before you left the house. <laughs> yeah, this is like a last resource. Like, oh shit, I forgot all of my cams and all everything at home. Like, <laughs> so I wanna climb anyway. What am I gonna do? Let's so just like tie a knot on my rope. And every Appar time you apparently you're not allowed to use any metal protection or not even chalk, nothing. Oh, this is actually a. a like a thing that people like yes you do like you have to use this only you're not allowed to it's a rule it's a rule so like you really w need to want to die is <laughs> well, this for the environmental pers from that perspective no because if you if you use cams you don't leave the cams there like it's, it's not going to yeah. make any impact on the on nature yes T technically no and there's many actually it's very uh, questionable and people argue about this but uh, this et this etiquette has been set um, before and it's 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 there and just uh, all climbers need to follow uh, um, i like the concept behind the fact that you might just want to go on a hike and you have your rope with you and you don't bring any other gear and then you realize oh it would be cool to climb here 
and you're able to do it because you can do this, right? Okay, that would be super crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very adventurous, actually. Yes. Have your own rope and start cutting the rope <laughs> certain pieces and making these balls and uh, <laughs> looking out the, your crack line where you're actually going to place them and get to the top. Uh, that's actually a very good idea to, <laughs> it's to crazy. do something like that. Yeah, Like a pure climbing. Yes. I don't know, like if you want to travel lighter... This is also another way. Like rope must weight less than metal anyway. Um, I, I don't know. I, I see many applications for that. But one thing for sure, this is very advanced. Like if you don't know what you're doing, like anyone could look at the picture and, and go like, the fuck is that? <laughs> like you need to know your shit. Otherwise, it's just like you're going to injure yourself at it's best. A, it's a cat toy. <laughs> yeah, it's a cat toy. But as, I, as I said, this is only in Czech in only one area, particularly in Czech, and no one around the world actually use it ever. I don't, I never heard of anyone. So it's very, bit of a rarity, to be honest. I really want to go exactly there now. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they reopen the borders, I'm gonna go like, teach me everything you know about <laughs> knots with ropes. I, is that where Adam Andre is from? Or? Nah, Adam yes, Andre? he's Czech. Oh, yes. oh I thought uh, you meant, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I thought you said uh, Honold. Uh, yeah, Adam Andre is uh, Czech. Do you know him? <laughs> uh, no, no, not personally. <laughs> He's the he does a lot of bouldering. Oh, as I said, it's a bouldering is best for training. But, uh, so, do you do bouldering for for training? Yes, during the week in a bouldering gym. I don't I don't go outside or. When I have an opportunity to go outside, I rather grab a rope and do and cams and, and cams <laughs> and sometimes not <laughs> <laughs> and go climbing, climbing itself to reach the top. Uh, what gym do you go to? Uh, there's one in the city. St. Peter's is probably one of the uh, most popular. I never seen you there. I go to St. Peter's all the time. Uh, well, I day trade now, so I don't <laughs> have the time. <laughs> makes afternoon. sense. <laughs> Actually, I'm planning to move soon. So, and uh, the market's gonna open at five o'clock uh, from April. Uh, so that means I'll be trading until seven thirty. And the gym in that area where I go to is going to close at ten. I'm gonna have a uh, at least three hours to to my. Mm, training sessions that's good that's so good I that's the minimum it. but yeah. it's good like <laughs> whenever i go to the gym i try to be there at least like four hours five hours that's a solid session that's that's pretty common can you imagine go to any other gym like a normal gym do the weights and stuff and spend there four hours <laughs> you it, it, it doesn't make any day. sense but like bouldering is good uh, in my case bouldering but rock climbing in general like when you go to the to the gym it's good because also it's very social. So you're not actually climbing like for five hours straight. You, you, you rest in between climbs and you, you talk to people and you analyze like the, the, the problem with them. Like you go like, oh, how do you do that? And like, do you have any, can you show me the beta or something like, and, and, and it's a way to, to make friends and to grow like a community. And with them, you go climbing outdoors as well. Like it, it's, it's interesting. I bought my, my um, a crush mat today. <laughs> today so yeah <laughs> just before to come here so congratulations thanks so i can go uh outdoor bouldering now 
without having to bother my friends asking for mats <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Is there any of your pictures online? Um, Do you have an Instagram account or? Inst yeah, there's an Instagram account. Can yeah. we have a look? Yeah, we, we can. What's the name of the Instagram account? It's uh, Martin Dot Chanat. C H A N double N A S. Do you have any other hobbies while while Kios bring up the? Any do you have any other passions like um, besides climbing and photography? Mm. Kind of, I would say kind of. Food is kind of my passion as well because it's part of the health. Uh, health bit do you follow any so particular I diet i'm plant-based interesting plant-based and what's the difference between plant-based and, and vegan i said i am i always say i'm like uh wholemeal plant-based or raw plant-based that means i really eat uh, i really care what i eat and it doesn't need to be mm, i mean many vegans actually uh, they go to mcdonald's or the <laughs> hungry jack and they still buy a burger which is vegan but it's not really healthy it's not it's absolutely not and this they're losing the point there well it depends so, on what so your point is if you if, if you do it because of health reasons then definitely don't go to mcdonald's but if you do it because you don't want to like you want cruelty free food i don't know about mcdonald's but in general like junk food is could be cruelty free so if your only goal is to be cruelty free you can eat chips all day like it doesn't make a difference in my case I, i'm um i i don't know how to define myself because i don't like labels i'm very flexible but uh i definitely don't eat meat or fish or um so i've been vegan i've been vegetarian for a few years uh, since 2008 um and i tried to be vegan for a while my b12 was very low and then i didn't want to take supplements because i like natural sources of vitamins and any nutrients so i switched back well, b12 is really hard to get I know. From nature. I know. That's why I switched back to vegetarian, but I'm still dairy-free now. So I eat eggs occasionally, uh, only if they're like uh, organic, biodynamic, whatever. Like I'm very. I, most people say that it doesn't make any difference, but it does. Uh, so I'm very particular about what I eat. I, I always try to go for the healthiest option, but... Eggs don't make me... When I was eating cheese um, and dairy in general, so I was vegetarian and I was eating dairy, and every time I had an inflammation would last much longer. And after I stopped eating dairy, I can just... I have much more energy. I can uh, train for much, much longer. And every time I have an inflammation, I stop eating any sort of animal products for like two, three days, and it goes away like, like immediately. I'm not surprised. Dairy <laughs> is one of the most uh, killer of people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, we can say. Yeah, we can say that. 
it's uh it, it, it's it, it's unhealthy like it it tastes good but it uh, to me it's not worth it because of the like i train every day like there is if i skip one day of exercising or training i just go into depression and like it's just crazy my, my mood swings and all but i don't feel good i need to to exercise every day and sometimes i don't have the time because i don't have a two, hour, two hours job so uh I, I i really need that kind of like break and sometimes i don't and it's kind of tricky to find the right balance but since i stopped dairy it made a huge difference because it allows me to train more and to be more healthy in general uh i, I get less sleepy um I don't know. It's just like a huge improvement. How long have you been uh, plant-based for? Mm, quite long. Six, seven years. That's good. Yeah. That's good. How do you get your B12? Uh, supplements. There's no other way. There's no other way. Yeah. If you want to be plant-based, there is really no other way. Yeah. It's actually, I believe the human actually is uh, meant to eat pl plants only. And but the reason why we need to take uh, su or supplement B12 now is that everything is clean, is sterile, is is washed. Exactly, so it's industrially washed, and there is no bacteria. Two thousand years back, obviously, that uh, you got all the B12 from soil and bacteria and and, uh, and yes. uh, roots. Now all the pesticides uh, that they used for the farming that they, they just like kill the bacteria as well so in the veggies and they're also industrially washed and sometimes disinfected and uh, yeah there's no b12 left um we have a question oh. so we could not find martin's instagram unfortunately maybe private account i don't know but uh we mm -hmm. have a question from emanuela okay so What's for Emanuela? you climbers how about wingsuit flying have you ever tried it That's a very good are you question. willing to try it that's a very thanks, Emanuela. That's a very good question. Have you ever tried wingsuit climb? Wingsuit. Have you ever tried wingsuit in general? Uh, no, not at all. I skydived once, and what do you think? That's about it. Oh, it was amazing experience. Amazing experience. I never done the it. The first five to seven seconds were mind blowing. The feeling when you hop up, the, uh, hop up the airplane, and that feeling when it sucks you in, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and you are in void. The pressure that, yeah, and the pressure from the that air. Was, that was amazing. And all of a sudden you went through the clouds and, and uh, shoot opens and like, and you have the, the quite uh, sightseeing flight and you see everything, landscapes. It was beautiful, beautiful. I never thought of, progressing that high that would actually do any base jumping or uh, wings uh, wingsuit wingsuit and uh, go that far but who knows maybe one day in the future what was the um, name of the guy who, who he was a super good um, climber and he died uh, on a wingsuit accident I think I think it was the same guy who was climbing with the dog and he was bringing the, the the dog on the wings on the back of his like i can't remember 
But yeah, I think if it's natural, like if you do free solo to have some sort of like safety um, device that in case you fall, you can actually at least survive. A wingsuit could be wingsuit is probably not the best because you still need a parachute if you if you if you do wingsuit. Um, there are a few cases of uh, wingsuit flights where they landed without a parachute. Have you ever seen those videos? Oh, I can remember too. Of that guy falling into the mesh? Uh, yeah. Like from, uh, oh, it was crazy. There's, there's one, I think, in Lake Como in Italy. It, it was a French guy. It was definitely not an Italian guy. Maybe, I don't know, some uh, uh, European guy, I think can't remember from where but he landed on a lake but in that case you need to calculate the angle very carefully because you know like I I if you are like on a too narrow angle you're gonna like bounce and just grab oh. you like yeah and if you're on a too wide angle you're gonna just and then crash on water so that was crazy but he survived uh, and the other one was the guy who landed on, on, on a pile of boxes like cardboard boxes he just like and that the boxes cushioned the, the 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 fall, but he he had a parachute, but he didn't use it just for safety. In climbing, there are not so many scenarios in which you can do free soloing and yet use a parachute. You, you can definitely not use a wingsuit as a safety uh, measure without a parachute. I think few people actually done it. The yeah. way they had a shoot on them. Yes. Uh, they were climbing, and once they felt do the move. They yeah, they did the wingsuit, and then they opened the parachute, or or just the parachute. Yeah. But depends on the on what you're climbing, because some climbs they're over trees, or like the angle of the mountain is just like uh, you're gonna fall from one mountain to another. Like there is no space for to open a parachute. Yes, you need to use a suitable location for this. Exactly. <laughs> so it only works on oh. certain certain situations. Did we find, um, uh, what were we looking for? Uh, the guy who died from... Yeah, what's his name? I, I don't know, I couldn't his find... His name is Keen. Uh, Keen. That's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing, just like, yeah, I cannot remember yeah. either. Uh, but he was a super good climber. And I think he was featured he's on the documentary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Red Bull guy. Yeah, he was a Red Bull guy. Try wingsuit dog climber or something. Dean Porter. Dean Porter. Could be. It rings a bell. Yes. Yes. Dean Potter. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, and that's a picture with a dog. He was doing highlining as well, yeah. Have you ever done any slacklining, highlining? I've tried a few times just to roll in, try to stand up. I could never actually do any any walks. Uh, I was just fun take a couple whippers and it's a good exercise for your body i have one yeah. last question for question for you 
Is there any project that you're actually thinking about like um, achieving in, in your life in general? It could be climbing, could be in, in any other aspects of your life. Well, I'm working on a project right now in climbing, which actually uh, is giving my head in uh, because I've tried so many times that I can't, I stopped counting and I still couldn't climb it. Is the sport climb route? Yes. And it's, it's been very frustrating. What's the name of the route? It's called uh, Self Portrait. Self Portrait. Can we look it up? Is there it's any myself. Is there any beta online of this of this climb? Where where is it? So the climb is in Blue Mountains in uh, Porter's Pass. Um, the wall is called uh, Self Portrait Wall. It's an amazing line. It doesn't look that great from distance because it has a grayish rock. Uh, but I remember the day when I tried it first time. It was 10 months ago and I tried first muse. Is it a multi pitch? It's only one single pitch. How tall? Uh, 20, 20 meters, 25. 25 meters. What's the grade? It's it says 29. 20 no? 29. 29. Man, you're strong. <laughs> 29. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> but still, to attempt at 29, I, I, I would have no idea how even to approach the wall. I was like, oh, I would be like, yeah, no, not for me. It's, uh, so I started this 10 months ago. I was just a bit of a uh, trial and error, or I mean, we, someone had uh, drawers on and we were passing by and I saw that and my mate wanted to try that as well. Uh, so we gave it a go and I did the first hard move, which was the first crux. And then How many cruxes on this route? Three or four. Wow. Three or four cruxes. So it's very cruxy and sustained, absolutely. Yeah, it's an amazing so line. The crux is the hardest part of a climb right yes that's called crux yeah yeah so how can there be four cruxes like it means that they are all equally hard uh they are different they're not equally hard the first crux is boulder problems second crux the middle crux is a bit of a technical uh sequence that you need to figure out and get through and then the third crux is uh, another Moonboard, bowlery, wow. crazy pool on a on a Gaston, <laughs> and the hard crux is only about to hold up. And because it's it's so sustained up, uh, you you don't have any energy left in the tank to <laughs> usually do the last move. I would so have known you for the first move. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. So if I send this, uh, this is going to be a big achievement in my life. Okay, Climbing when you life. send it, let me know and we celebrate with some more beer. Next weekend. When are you going to try next? Next weekend. Oh, fantastic. Send yes. me some pictures. Yep. Thanks a lot for uh, coming here tonight on such a short notice. Uh, it, it's been a very good chat. And... It was very interesting. I want to know more about um, trading for sure. So I will invite I you that. again. <laughs> yes, I will invite you again for <laughs> sure you. in a few months time. Thank you for having me here. My pleasure.
See you soon. Good night, everyone. Uh, that was good. That was very, very good. That was shit. <laughs>